Welcome to the Chicago Golf Tour Podcast, sponsored by Sub70 Golf. Sub70 Golf is the number one direct-to-consumer golf equipment company based out of Sycamore, Illinois. By cutting out middlemen and unnecessary overhead, Sub70 products are roughly half the cost of other OEMs. Everything is custom-built, and they typically have one- to two-week turnaround times. With a full equipment line from driver through putter and options for everyone, go check out Sub70 Golf at GolfSub70.com. All right, folks, we interrupt this broadcast to tell you about the very best sports coverage in the Chicagoland area. Our go-to, that's Sports Mockery app. The Sports Mockery app is breaking Chicago sports news and rumors, covering the Bears, the Hawks, the Bulls, the Cubs, and the White Sox. Download the Sports Mockery app now, available on iTunes and Google Play stores. Back to the show we go. All right, folks, welcome back to another edition. We are back, and we are back better than ever, Rob. How are we doing? Good, ourselves. Good, man. Um, inside, which twofold. Not necessarily a great thing. I'd love to be outside. I was going to say, it's it's perfect outside right now. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I do have a pool going in, so that's a good thing. Oh, that is a good thing. But I got a ton of shit, like, all over the place, which is – in in my realm of like how I need to be like organized and shit, I'm, sure. I'm losing my goddamn mind over here. <laughs> I mean, there's shit everywhere. There's dirt everywhere. Like I just want to power wash every day, and sure. obviously it, it makes no sense to do it until it's it's all said and done. But yeah, I'm losing my mind over here, man. I just can't wait for it to all be done. Um, it should be shortly, and then I I could be back out in the garage. So there you go. Very nice. Yeah. How uh, how are you doing? Good, good. Did you get out this weekend? I did. I uh, played Bolingbrook on Sunday. Played with uh, Vince, your cousin Jeff, and uh, the new member Chad. Nice. Who, by the way, I think should be the poster boy or the uh, spokesperson for the tour. I don't know if you remember, but Chad is the one that uh, signed up for all three tours last Wednesday. Yep. And. Uh, I was laughing because we got done with the round on Sunday. I said, did, you know, did you get at least one of the other rounds in? And uh, Chad had himself a weekend. He played uh master's round for Ravislow on Friday night. Last person on the course, him and his partner on 18. Ravislow was trying to kick him off. Uh, played Met on Saturday for his uh, master's round for the north side. And then he played with us on Sunday for his master's round for the west side. Let's, so I thought, let's go, Chad. I, Chad yeah. had a weekend, man. Chad had a weekend. I mean, that's a great, that's a great little stretch of golf right there. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So no, it was, uh, I played shitty, but, uh, the company was good. The last heard even better. So I did enjoy it. Uh, Bolingbroke was, you know, and there's a lot of rain out here, so it was a little rough, but, um, yeah, I enjoyed that course a lot. Was Chad an older guy or younger guy? Chad's, uh, oh, I mean, he's an older guy. He's got a couple kids. Um, but yeah, he heard, I was asking, uh, he heard it from a buddy and he signed up right away. I, I could be mi- I misunderstood, but I think he heard like it, you know, beginning of last week and he jumped on it right away and he said it was, sounded awesome and he loves it so far. So that was good to hear. So nice, nice. Yeah. I got a little bit, a little tidbit, um, from Jeff about your guys' round, but, um, not too much. But speaking of Jeff, he's going to be joining us tonight as the first major winner of the 2020 season. He is the green jacket winner of the Masters event at Ravislow. Had himself a day there. 
Dude, on Sunday, I told him, like, that putter was probably the best decision he's ever made purchase-wise. That was – he was automatic. Yeah, that putter and then his, his fitting, too. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to the uh, the round on Sunday. As I mentioned, we're going to be bringing Jeff on here shortly, so I'm sure he'll, he'll tell us all about it. Um, but did you catch any of the Byron Nelson this weekend, Rob? Oh, man, I did. Not Sunday, not the closing. I was following it on the phone because we were playing with teed off right, like, in the heart of it. Um, but, yeah, dude, I, I was like, oh, Spieth's ready. I think Spieth's got it this weekend, not to jump ahead, but I think he's going to do the Grand Slam. But Oh, boy. Oh, boy's right. But, no, I did watch. Um, I did watch. I had it on the background Thursday, Friday, watched a good portion of Saturday. It was – I enjoyed it. I thought it was great golf all around just to see everybody, you know, the ups and downs of everybody's around. Yeah, I didn't catch a ton of it. I uh, thought the course was kind of boring, to be honest. But um, I did catch Sunday. And, boy, did Sunday cash in big for our, our man, T. I, <laughs> I, was, I told you when you sent that text, I was laughing, me and Jeff, because we thought it was you. But, yeah, obviously, T oh, hit it pretty big. Yeah, and his, his odds were actually bigger than what he – what he gave us i think he gave us like 135 to one and he actually got cage lee at like 150 to one yeah so a little sprinkle of uh you know just over 130 bucks just cash t a a bet slip of about 20 plus k so oh, i know i like i said <laughs> I was... we uh we book it with t and we, we might have to just start booking every single pick that t has yeah um but yeah, he cashed in big this weekend. So at that one point, I thought Matt's too was going to do it, man. He was, I was like, holy shit, T picked him. I, I mean, have. I know the course is boring. I mean, it's some of the short par fives, but like to see Matt's like hit the freaking, uh, I think it was what Friday when he was sitting into that first par five and yep. Eagle did it. It was like, what, two feet away? I mean, I know that's boring, but it was awesome to watch that ball flight, like just yeah. playing softly up there. I had Matt's too. I mean, I was all for it. And I'm like, I was side texting T and he's like, well, I got cage too. And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't take cage. I only took mats. So yeah. Uh, T had himself a weekend. Hopefully, uh, well, those picks will be coming later, but we're going to jump right in with the 2022 masters event champion. Jeff Let him in. Let him in. All right, folks, we are back with the 2022 green jacket winner masters edition Jeff McGurski fired off a 72-64. Jeff, what's up, buddy? Much, guys. How are you? Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So, obviously, listeners know you're an avid listener. You bust <laughs> my chops. We're cousins. You bust my chops all the time about, you know, whether it's your uh, your music selection or uh, maybe. Which is good, by the way. He's got, he's yeah. got a good playlist. Oh, yeah. Well, I heard I heard you busted out a Johnny Cash station last weekend. I was, I've heard it before. It, it's kind of not. You have to ask for it, I believe. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think Will might have gotten uh, some Johnny Cash out of you one time, but typically, you know, um, it's like eighties, nineties rock. But no, nah, he he likes to to loosen it up with you know, uh, some ZBB, but what were you listening to during your master's round? Uh, I think it was, I think it was Zach Brown radio. I, I, I think it was, or it was, it was just Motley Crue radio, one or the other. <laughs> but, uh, 
but we had a we had a young we had a a young player with us, and I don't think he. Uh, I'm not sure if he was really uh, into the music, but um, <laughs> my buddy Danny, I think, was playing uh, uh, Michael McDonald radio. Okay. Um, you know, some easy listening stuff. I think 93, nine FM type stuff. So right. we had that going and we had metal going, probably eighties or nineties going in the uh, other one. And the 18 year old kid who we played with, I forgot his name, but uh, <laughs> I think he was a little thrown off at the, at the, at the mix. Was, was it uh, Alex? Pineda? Pardon? Was it Alex Pineda? Yes. Yes. Very good player. Yeah. Sorry, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. He's a stick, man. Uh, I played with his brother a couple weeks ago. Alex is super good. Oh, they played last year, right? Yeah. The oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so really the, the story I got from your, your counterpart over here, Rob, uh, or Jeff, and a little bit from you, multiple sources are saying that you didn't miss a putt within in, with inside 15 feet. You know, how, to, how did that feel knowing that every putt had a chance to, to drop during that round? Um. The, the, it felt it felt great. Um, we're still trying to get used to the new putter, um, but it felt great because uh, my hundred yards in end game was was actually was really what did it for me. Um, I hit a bunch of solid wedges uh, on the front nine, and that put me in a position for a lot of uh, 10, 12 footers, and I think on eight. Uh, the pin was up on top of a spine and I actually hit it just to the left of the spine and sort of had a, uh, I think an eight footer that broke two inches. So it was probably the straightest putt I could have had on that green. Right. Um, maybe it was eight. Uh, no, I think it was the ninth hole because once you cross over the bridge or not the bridge, but the road, that's 10. Yeah. So on the ninth hole is the one with the spine. Yep. Um, I was just left of that spine and I pretty much had the straightest putt on the green. Yeah, what was that pin back right? Uh, right? I think it was back middle, right back on middle. right on top. Yeah, that's a super tough green. Yeah, absolutely, but um, if you're anything to the right of it and you play four feet of break, it's really eight feet of break. Right. What? Uh, so what did you go on the front? Did you? So I did. I did thirty four on the front, and I think 30, 30 Eight on the back. Yeah, I have your card right here. What uh? So what hole would you want back, if any, that you could? Uh, man, I tell you what, it's probably that long, that long part three, probably number eleven. Yeah. Mm. Um, were they? Was up, it way back? Was it pit, uh, the tee's way back? Uh, the yeah, I think it was playing two. I think we played it at two twenty. Yep. And the wind, wind was into us a little bit. Um. And it was a it was a tough four iron, and I really wanted to leave it on the right hand side of the uh, of the green for my miss. And I actually hit it flush, and it didn't move, and it wound up in the in the bunker. And I had a you know that that would be the shot I'd want back is because I didn't I didn't leave myself an out on the right hand side. Right, right, right. I mean, you you played pretty steady, obviously going two under on the front, uh, two over on the back, correct, and then. Correct. And then, you know, in terms of playing partners, do you feel like, you know, you've never played with Alex before and Alex's stick, I believe he's like a, a point, you know, seven, right? So right. playing with a guy like that you've never played with before and not even knowing 
you know, how good he was just playing with somebody new. Do you think that kind of elevates your game? Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. Um, the last 10 years, I think me and my friends have all surrounded ourselves with, uh, with better players mm-hmm. and guys who have taken the game seriously and, and playing with a guy like Alex, who's got a, a smooth, solid swing. And then you have a, a good buddy of mine. I played with Dan um, he's just good people all around. Right. Those, those two, uh, that, that mix was, was actually just kind of perfect. Alex was a polite, young, kind person who had nothing but positive things to say and right. wasn't a negative Nancy and right. didn't, need so a lot of, didn't, didn't need a lot of help with things and just kind of kept to himself and he talked when he needed to and you know, I, I just think the, the, the group as a whole um, is really what does it. And then you find yourself playing accidentally with a better player. Yeah. And then you look at you look the night before you're going out to play with someone new. And then all of a sudden you find out that he's a one or two handicap. And you're like, oh, well, maybe I need to step up my game. So to your point, yeah, yeah. a little bit of it goes into that. Sure. But mainly you're saying the vibes are, are what does it really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Rob's a big vibe guy. He said, "Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I told you yesterday when we talked, or Sunday. You know, like you could play shitty or whatnot. I mean, everybody wants to play good, but like I was saying, Jeff, like when we played Sunday, it was just good company, right? So no one got mad. Everybody was even kill. Everybody was laughing. Everybody had jokes, and you know, if you play bad, you play bad. But it was all about a good time and all about having fun, really, honestly. So." Right. Yeah, and, and and being a, and playing Sunday afternoon with uh, with you guys, everybody was even keel. Everybody was nice. They were polite. Yeah, uh, you and Vince were more than um, more than accommodating and more than welcoming. You know, me and the other guy, Chad. Yeah, Chad was yeah, good people all was around. Just, you know, he was just a, an add on, and all of a sudden, it's like, hey, we got four guys who have something in common, and yeah, it actually. I've had nightmare rounds, you know, on golf now, and all of a sudden these guys show up, and it's like, man, I get the first hole, you're like, did I really get paired with this guy? Right. Um, but, it's gonna be a long eighteen, right? But no, then that that's the thought after the first or second hole. But when, you know, you guys were really inviting on the first and second tees, so you guys made us feel included and welcomed and all that good stuff. Yeah, that's what it's all about, man. I would, I would definitely agree. Um, Although I do like playing with maybe somebody a little bit better just because it, 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 for me, it like when I, when we play Jeff, we played what a hundred, hundred plus times together. Right. It's just, you're kind of in your own little, um, you know, I'm comfortable when I play with you. I like feeling that sense of like uncomfortableness because then I'm, I'm kind of not, you know, so laxed, I guess, but, but to your point, the vibes, you know, you get a group out there and you guys are all vibing and joking and, and, and really just kind of letting things loose. It's so much easier to play, you know, and not think about playing if sure. that, if that makes sense. So it it's like, yeah, it seems like you guys had a group for the masters like that. And, you know, I'm happy you guys were able to, to go low, especially you. And um, so walk us just briefly through the, through the round. Um, so I saw your card. You started off what par birdie par, I believe, or bogey. Did you bogey three? 
Uh, no, so I went, uh, yeah, look, yeah, I, 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 I did bogey three, right? Or no, no, I, um, I par three, uh, I bogeyed the par three, which is number four. Yep. And then I went, uh, the par bogey, uh, seven was uh, a par, and then uh, eight and nine were birdies. Right. That number four. I think is right up there with 11 on um, in terms of for whatever reason, I mean, well, not for whatever reason, that hole is tough one because, you know, it is, you know, what a buck 70, depending on what the wind's doing, you got heavy bunkering, like pop bunkers all around that part. Right. Of the, I mean, I can't tell you, I mean, the amount of times I've played Ravisla, I can't tell you how many times I've fired that hole. I, I very rarely hit the green and with, uh, with one of my, you know, since I came from, from Idlewild, one of the things I, I wanted to work on was um, where my misses were. Uh -huh. And, you know, you and I don't need distance. Rob doesn't need distance. So I went with a different club. So m when I hit it off the heel or I hit it off the toe, um, my, sh my misses are now short. Right. And I'll miss a lot of traps and I'll miss a lot of, you know, other stuff in the way. But that fourth hole, you know, I caught it a little, a little heavy. Yeah. And I wound up short and I wound up, uh, you know, still having to, uh, you know, chip up and all that, but that's where my game's at now. Right. That, that fourth hole, if you're side hill uh, bunker, or even in the, the, the collection bunker over there, it, there's no chance to get it up and down or get it close. No, uh, but that, that's just a tough hole. That's just a tough hole all around. All around. I mean, if you can get out of there, I, I mean, I think personally that that part three, you get out of there with a bogey. That's a happy bogey. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of danger there. I mean, you go into one bunker, you could fly it into the next one. And then mm -hmm. next thing you know, you're looking at triple in the face. So correct. had it happen a, 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 too many times. Um, but moving on to the back, what did you do on the back there starting on on 10? Obviously, 10, you came out of the bunker and what? Uh, I, on 10, I came out and I birdied that. I, I wound up, uh, pushing one to the left and then wound up having to go over a tree and I stuck that eight to 10 feet and I pounded that in for, for a birdie as well. Nice. And then, then the 11th hole came up and then, you know, that's sort of where the, where things kind of fell and started to get a little loose on the back nine. Yeah. Cause you, you, you by then someone already tells you your score. Oh, yeah. And you're like, man, I'm one under already. You know, how did that happen? And then you're, you're, you're kind of swinging a little tentatively the, the rest of the way. Yeah, sure. Sure. And especially on the back there too. Um, did you guys happen to have a favorable wind at your back on the back? On no, no. So I, I, so I, I was, I was confused by the wind on the back and I, I want to say, I want to say 11, I think we had the wind at our back and I didn't take advantage of that. And then the rest of the way was just, I think crosswinds or even wind in your face the rest of the round. Gotcha. So those, so those par fives were definitely playing true then. Correct. Yeah. 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 Uh, what about, let's jump forward to uh, 15. So the other par three uphill, and then that kind of takes you into the little, you know, amen corner of, uh, Ravislow there, but that par three 15 is a great par three. What did, uh, what did you do there? 
Oh, so I find so I finally, you know, most of those part threes are, you know, on that course, you know, travel in the same direction, whether yep. it be you know, east or west. So I decided to club up and I hit the I hit a flush, and now I'm at the back of the green. And uh, I wound up, I wound up, I wound up having to chip up, and and uh, I wasn't able to get close on that one because that was a that that green that green uh, ran away from you quickly. Oh yeah, oh yeah. If you're above the hole in that green, it's it's tough. So you, oh yeah. What'd you get out of there with on that hole? Uh, I got a four on that one. Okay, and then yeah, sixteen. I bogeyed that one. 16, I think, is arguably one of the toughest greens around. It's very shady. Um, it's probably, if I had to guess, 20 by 20, if that, and it runs away from you. Yep. And everything that's middle to long is gone, in my opinion. Um, yep. Where was that pin at on 16? So that, that, that pin was up in front, and um, I, I played a little extra club to make sure that I got it back there, uh, yeah. at least have a putt uphill. And um, I don't know, the wind ate it up, and I wound up, you know, five yards short. Uh, we all did, Alex, Danny, and I did. We all we all had chip-ups, and I think those guys sank their putts, and, and, and I wound up two-putting that green. Yeah, yeah short there is not – actually, shorts, if you're going to miss, shorts the play there. So, yeah. so you got putts. So what was your total putts? Did you keep track of that? Um, I think I, I'm looking at my card. I think I had 27 pots. So I, I chipped, I chipped and putted really well on the greens. That I did miss. Cause I think I had, I think I had something like, I don't know, 45 or 50% greens hit something like that. That's always good. That's a good combo right there. 50 and yeah. 27. That will, that will usually lead to good numbers. Um, right. So you obviously knew where you stood on, what the back or early on? Um, I mean, I, I really so. I mean, I at the at the at the back at the front nine, I knew my score obviously, right? And I think I knew by fifteen or sixteen, I was one or two over at that point. Um, and you just kind of at that time, it's just kind of let's 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 get in and not let's not make a big number, <laughs> right? And, and that's how that went, right? But so, say standing on seventeen, did it come? Did it did it cross your mind? Hey, I have a shot here. I, I know where I stand. I know what I'm getting here. I have a serious shot at winning that here. Did that ever cross your mind? No, it doesn't. I I was literally trying to put the ball in the fairway. Um, actually, we were concentrating on the on the bell that everybody keeps telling you to ring, and um, that. <laughs> I was actually worried about the guys on the 16th green because they came over to us and, and made sure that they told us that we had to ring the bell. So I'm thinking the whole time I'm going, these guys don't have a shot in hell of hitting, hitting us in that bell. Yeah. They should just take their 10 minutes and, and, and call it a day. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, that's that, honestly, that's all I was thinking about was getting up there to ring that bell. Um, Cause those guys didn't have a shot behind us to get to us. So. Gotcha. What, uh, what was the plan 18? Did you go um, UDI off the tee, or did you go three wood? Uh, so I think the so I think the wind was in 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 my face a little bit, and um, so I just said let's go for it. I've I've hit the UDI a couple times during the round, and, and it went well. But it was um, if we're gonna miss, let's miss out to the right. 
um, and and punch back out in the fairway if that is the miss, yeah. uh, and then get up and down for bogey and be done with it. But uh, I wound up I wound up on top of the traps on the right, and I had like an eight, I think a 60, uh, 80 or a sixty yard, you know, small chip in there with the, I just had to go over a tree or something like that. Yeah, and then I stuck that within five feet, and I think I missed the putt for for birdie as well. So. <laughs> So 18, 18 finished up well then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Get in the house. And so I'm assuming, you know, did you guys stick around at all for uh, any post drinks or to count the card? Did you guys have a money game going? Uh, yeah, me, me and uh, Danny usually play 10, 10 and 10. And um, uh, he's not been a happy cast three or four rounds since uh <laughs> since i've gotten the new putter i've kind of taken him to the woodshed but you know that that that, ca that cash is still in my bag for for me to lose eventually there you go um but yeah we stuck around we i think we had five or six beers afterward uh, i think alex is underage so he couldn't partake in that yeah um so yeah me and danny counted up the scores and you know, we just sort of uh, talked about, you know, the, the golf league and all that good stuff. That's good to hear. I mean, that's a good session uh, post round. So yeah. with the points earned as net overall winner, one and a half times the points. Now, do you feel that you can kind of go out there and, and play a little bit looser knowing that you have, uh, you know, a lead in the points or is it you, you stay with the same mindset? You're just going to be aggressive and attack and whatever happens, happens. I, I stay with the mindset of I, I try to play to my handicap, mm -hmm. uh, improve on it. I, I really don't go out there and try to press anything for points or whatever. I just kind of let that happen naturally. And then I figured right. out after the round that uh, maybe if I played a little aggressive this way, maybe I could have jumped up or whatnot. But right. I, usually the usually the points and the money don't don't come into fact come into play when I'm playing. Right. Oh, even, even with the side money game, it's usually just uh, I'm trying to play my best no matter what. And if I get beat by a birdie or even if I get beat by a par, it, it is what it is. We move on to the next one. That's it. That's good golf right there. Mm -hmm. Well, with that being said, you got a you got a pretty good jump on the rest of the field. So, again, we uh, we appreciate you coming on. And that's the 2022 Ravislow Masters champ, Mr. Jeff McGursky. And uh, we look forward to, to playing more golf with you throughout the year there, Jeff. Sure. I, pre I appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. And, uh, again, you know, I told Rob on Sunday, you guys are doing a fantastic job. Um, each year gets better and better um, with all the additions you guys keep making. So keep it up. We appreciate that. Appreciate that very much. As always. And uh, I'm sure I'll, uh, well, I'll definitely see you on uh, your big day on Saturday there. We, uh, we wish you the best. And like I said, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be on the dance floor together. So. <laughs> All right. Sounds good guys. Take care. All right. Good. All right, folks. Welcome back. We hope you enjoyed that interview with the master's champ, Jeff McGursky. It was great insight to hear Rob uh, from his perspective and, and how everything went down and, I think the, the most important uh, takeaway there is the vibes of the group that he had uh, sure. with you and, you know, the two other guys that he didn't know. I thought that was super cool. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, like reiterated with Jeff, um, you know, and how we talked about in the beginning, 
you know, what, what's some of the goals for the season. Right. And I think, you know, that's the number one thing, you know, meeting new people, playing with, you know, guys you don't know and having a great time and just enjoying, you know, the four to five hours when you're out there, no matter how you're shooting. But, you know, like Jeff says, meeting people that have the same interests and, you know, or all golf, you know, gearheads and enjoy the game a lot. So that's pretty, that, that is really cool. Cause Sunday for myself was awesome. It's always nice playing with Vince, but it's very nice playing with Jeff. And like I said, Chad, the new uh, poster child of the CGT. Yeah. Uh, does he know that yet? Do you think? Well, I, I said that to So we're in the parking lot and, you know, we're adding up the scores and everything like that. And that's where I asked him, I said, so, you know, like I said earlier about the other rounds and he started rattling off what he did. I couldn't stop laughing and yeah. Vince couldn't stop laughing. Jeff was laughing. It was awesome. It was good to hear. It. And him just talking about random people he's playing with it and how he found out was, you know, what this is all about. That's why we do this, right. To right. Just spread the word and have people join in a game that we all love. Definitely. We're going to break down real quick, briefly, the West side tour and North side tour event. Mm -hmm. there, Rob. Um, I've played. So countryside is the North side tour event three and it's the prairie course. I've never played the prairie course. I played the traditional course either last year or the year before. Uh, Love the traditional course. Thought it was right up my alley. Um, pretty traditional parkland you know fairway or fairways lined um with trees the prairie course is totally different it's wide open um it's more forgiving uh off the tee um i was told that the rough gets a little bit longer they make the rough a little bit longer at the prairie course just for that reason um so it's a little bit more penal but from what I've gathered and from what I saw being out there, it just looks a little bit more wide open. It is a little bit longer. It plays at just shy of 6,800 yards, I believe. Um, and then just looking at the card, you know, there looks to be, I think, seven or eight water holes. So, uh, again, from our sources, which have been pretty spot on uh, as of late, especially with, with Randall Oaks, um, the, the key from what I've been told is you could still make plenty of pars from the other fairway over. Um, it's simply putting yourself in, in position, uh, especially around the greens. There's some not heavy bunkering, but there is quite a few bunkers uh, along the fairways. So if you could stay out of trouble there. I think you're in good shape, but um, a course that we have played, and that is the West side tour event three, and that's Orchard Valley in Orchard Valley is, is right up there in my opinion with like the hidden gems of heritage bluffs. Right. Yeah. So we discovered Orchard Valley early on four years ago and every year I go play it. I think it's better and better each time. I have to agree. Yeah. It's um again, broken record, but never even thought about playing that course you know, never even I probably have heard of it, but was just never on the radar. And yeah, it's one of those courses that, like you said, once you play it and you understand it, you get better and better with playing it, right? Playing yeah. it the right way and the smart way. So I do thoroughly enjoy that course. It's tough. The 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 first takeaway I had after getting through like five holes at Orchard Valley was holy shit, this place is is like maintenance wise like a country club. 
Yeah. Yeah. I would have to agree with that. Very well maintained. And then the second thought was, holy shit, this place is tight. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, again, I think it's like Heritage Plus where you pretty much use every club in a bag, right? I mean, yeah. first hole, you don't even need a driver or even a wood. You can simply hit a five iron if you wanted to, and you'd be 115 in or something like that. Um, but yeah, then two, depending on where the T set up for that part three, that's crazy. Either you're going fully over the water or cutting it over. I mean, it's just, it's got literally a little bit of everything on that course. You will hit, like you said, you will hit every, every club in your bag um, at Orchard Valley. I mean, it's, it's a lot of target golf. A lot of water comes in play. It's not, I mean, there are some holes like four and five that are like very tight um, where you, there's really no air for uh, a miss. I think on the three, three and four, three, you got water on the right and four is a part five that you got to hit over. Um, You could try to be a hero and cut it or you should just play a smart way. Um, Five is awesome because that's, you know, you're elevated and you really don't need to, be the hero with the driver you can simply hit a hybrid and you know be short of the little grass ravine they got you know down there right but uh six is one of my favorite part threes just because of how that set up you're both elevated the tee and the green a little bit and how it's surrounded by the sand um and then nine nine has to be the longest part five i think i've have played it's it's long uh part four i should say longest part four i think i've ever played it feels like i was just gonna say orchard valley like there's not too many courses well i guess there are but you know when you walk away and you say man there's a lot of good par fours on that typically you don't hear that it's usually like about the par fives or the par threes Mm -hmm. there's a ton of good par fours at orchard valley oh heck yeah yeah i think the bunkering is what does it there now that i'm thinking about it i just think the bunkering is super fun there Mm -hmm. um it's strategic there's some mounds and kind of some rolling hills on in the fairways. Yep. Uh, and then the greens are just super cool. Uh, yeah. They're they're mostly surrounded by bunkers. Even a lot of the par threes, like you said, are either elevated or you know across a pond or what have you. And then I think it starts to get really fun. I mean the 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 front is super fun, but I think the back is where it starts to get you know kind of unlike the other first half of the course once you get into that back corner and you play that longer par five and then things kind of start to stretch out on you, I feel like. Uh, yeah. Tends a good starting hole, you know, starting that back nine off. Cause I always like those blind, you know, dog legs. Cause it's kind of fun to sit there and try to cut it. Right. Let's see if you can shorten up, shorten the hole a little bit. Um, but yeah, 11 is a, a good, a good poke for a par five. Um, and then what is it? You go 11, 12 is the par three. 13 is that, oh, that that's the tight one because you got to be short of that, you know, the water um, leading up to that. And that makes it even longer because you got to be short of the water and then your approach shot into the green. So, no, it does, it does have a lot of good par fours. That's a good point that you made. Yeah. The, and like you said, you'll use every club. Is that, is, a, is 14 the one you just mentioned where if you have wind at your back, that green's drivable if you hit a bomb or is that a yeah 14 you're coming back over the water or 15 oh yeah 15 because 16 is that you got to hit over the water again for that par five yeah yeah um so there's plenty of opportunities like rob said earlier you kind of just 
you gotta you gotta pick your poison. There's some holes where you can get away with, you know, cutting 20, 30 yards out of the hole, yeah. making it shorter, but there's also a, a lot of trouble with water and bunkers and trees. Um and I think 17 is Ravislow's eleven. That part three yeah. is terrible. I mean, just hard. Like it's just a great course, great for what it, you know, what they charge you. And it's funny because uh I again I we like to walk a lot so it's a great course to walk but it when I was talking to Jeff last week about the Bullenberg round he's like do you guys walk and I said yeah we walk and he's like all right I'll be ready and I was like that was that was a nice surprise you know usually you don't hear people that like to walk and then you know we didn't know Chad obviously right and sure shit Chad's there with a push cart as well I was like all right push cart mafia push cart mafia that's right what are your thoughts on the PGA championship at Southern Hills this week for the second major of the year, dude, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of shocked. Phil's not doing it, man. To be honest with you, that's crazy. It's uh, yeah. I mean, seeing like Rory's comments today about you know how it's sad that he can't defend. You know, it should be a celebration. Is true. You know, it's yeah. just so that kind of sucked. But when I saw the pairings come out, I was I was pretty pumped. I think we should have a little side bet. I like side bets. Uh, I think you're up what ten bucks right now, but after a little putting show at sub seventy, because uh, we got because you know do you know the the group I'm talking about? Tiger with Spieth and uh, who's the other Rory? Know. Is it Rory? Yeah. So I say we do a little bet between Spieth and Tiger first round. Only first round. We could go. First and second, we have two bets going. I'll go first, second, miss cut. Let's do it. Let's do a little NASA. Yeah, a little NASA. All right, a little NASA. Um, yeah, I'm down with that. Um, okay, 10, 10, and 10. Yeah, I think Phil, yeah, 10, 10, 10 works. Uh, I think Phil, yeah, it's just super, it's getting to the point where it's just like it's kind of sad now, to be honest. Yeah, um, it's just unfortunate everything that kind of transpired and and when it did i think a lot of it was you know strictly for the uh you know the the betterment of the tour whether you want to look at you know was was phil being greedy and trying to recruit players yeah probably sure but um i don't necessarily think it had to go down this road and i think yeah it did you know you know strictly because of the media which is you know, it is what it is, but, um, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Phil's not at, at, at fault here. Phil definitely put his foot in his own mouth, but you know, the guy was already down. He's been down. He just keeps getting kicked while he's down. Um, you know, I enjoy Phil. I, you know, I said it last, uh, last pod, uh, it's kind of going to be weird. Not, not seeing him play. I don't know, to be honest, I mean, does he ever play again on the PGA Tour? I, I think it's live or nothing, to right. be honest with you. Right. It's, like I said, pretty sad. But. It's sad, but uh, I, I was also going to ask you, how many times did you watch uh, all the Tiger round practice rounds the last couple of days? Honestly, I haven't I haven't watched much. Um, I've been getting a kick out of the shoe gate thing again. Yeah, yeah. I know he's wearing the, the FGs again. Um the other thing is, too, I've been meaning to jump into was the actual course. I'm not very familiar with Southern Hills. I know it's hosted, you know, 
many majors over a long span and it's been around and it was redesigned again in like 2018. Uh, but I did catch Max Homa on Twitter saying that this is his first time playing Southern Hills and he thinks it's probably one of his, his favorite courses ever. Yeah, and he only played the first nine. Yeah, so that's saying a lot. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you had Spieth and uh, JT out there last week and seeing their pictures on the IG, it just looked beautiful. Yeah, don't forget your boy, Patrick Reed. <laughs> he, was out, he was out there scouting. <laughs> what is it, the useless golf, or useless golf fix or whatever that handle is? Yeah, the one that uh, Justine. Right, yeah, yeah. That, that's been – pretty much gold the last week or so so besides speed who we already know you're locked in for who do you like this week i don't know man jt you look pretty good this past weekend um you know not to jump back to you know the at&t but like you know what i was shocked by was freaking um scotty dude like going if you i, I watched i had playing on the background friday for him to you know go double bogey or was it triple bogey and then come back and make the cut and then shoot what he did. So um, I don't know. I, I, I really like Spieth, JT for sure. Um, I don't really – Rory, I, I, I like Rory. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. I really do make fun of me all you want, but I really think Spieth's going to do the career grand slam, and it's going to be awesome. Although, although you say this weekend and week out. He's been getting better, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, he was he was this past weekend, dude. I I was like, if KH Lee didn't what because he eagled that right the what on the back nine, it kind of put him two strokes ahead, and I don't know, and he got that up and down. But anyways, I just man, I I really like the way Jordan's treading. What was uh, Jordo's Jordo three putted from like nine feet out on what was that like fifteen, fourteen? Like <laughs> on Sunday, yeah. Um, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, but to your point, another guy who I think is someone to look out for this week is Xander. He was the same way last week. Oh yeah, you're right. He his <laughs> that was. Uh, I always love those uh, tweets that say, you know, you think you want to, you think you could be a golfer, you want to play golf, and then you 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 see that what he shot what sixty something, sixty something, and you know didn't even sniff you know, being taken it is crazy. Yeah. He was about to miss the cut and then he just went off. Um, so I think out of tease picks, which we'll look at here in, in a minute, I like Xander a lot. Um, this is another event because it's a major that I'll sprinkle a little bit more on than usual. Um, you know, obviously majors are, are awesome. Uh, they get so us- are you going to, are you going to bet everyone in tease picks, his picks? Um, possibly after you know him hitting it big last week so i might just have to to be honest but uh we'll jump right into the book it with t uh pga championship books and his long shot is peters 200 to 1 fitzpatrick 45 to 1 xander 28 to 1 cam smith 25 to 1 and his favorite rory 18 to 1 and you could book it with t what do you think about that rory pick I like the Rory pick. I said I thought he might be one of the guys to watch. I do like the Fitzpatrick uh, pick. He won something here, right? And I'm going to sound like an idiot because I don't know what it is, but I thought didn't he win something here? An Amvan or something? That I don't know. I know Tiger's won there. <laughs> well, he thinks he can win. I so can we'll much. see. 
So will you bet on Tiger? Absolutely. Tiger's definitely gets sprinkled on for sure. Um, speaking of money, Rob, know what was money from last week was our guy, Vince, the hot dog reviewer guys. <laughs> review of the bowling book, the bowling book. <laughs> I was dying laughing because Jeff's like, oh, yeah. Guys, he's gonna do a hot dog review, so it better be good. And the 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 car girls were like, "What? What's going on?" But yeah, it was good. It was awesome. I I, I got a kick out of it for sure. Vince crushed it. His uh, his debut hot dog review, he absolutely crushed it. Um, Bolingbrook loved it as well. They they shared it on their those their social media. They said, "We'll take it." Uh, three stars out of four. So I'll I mean, tell you one thing: Jeff and Vince bonded over hot dogs for the, like the next three or four holes. That's all they talked about. Not only does Golf bring people together, Rob. Food also brings people together. <laughs> right, right. Also, which also just so happens to lead us into the top three. Are you ready for the top three food-related question? I want to know your top three favorite sandwiches. Top three favorite sandwiches? Yes. Just in general? In general. Does a wrap count? No. No. All right. All right. Uh, people make fun of the three in the three hole, the tried and true Pepe from uh, Jimmy John's. Just the old ham and cheese is a good go to. Do you remember the, the grinders yeah. down at Eastern? Oh, yeah. Boxa? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Give me anything out of there. <laughs> anything out of there. I'll take any grinder sandwich out of there. And then uh, my number one, I have to give a shout out because we hit it once a week when we hit the office. Um, Ever have Fontanos? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The wise guy. Oh, yeah. Number one sandwich. Oh, yeah. Fontanos meatball sub is great. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't had that. They do have the meatball challenge, and it, it seems they do look pretty good, but they're wise guy. I mean, you got to get the good bread day, but that's got to be my top uh, sub. Gotcha. I'm going a little, well, you'll see. Three hole is going to be the traditional. PB Grilled cheese. PB and J. Oh, nice. I have a PB and J just about every day at work. It's crunchy. My, it's my secondary sandwich. Extra crunchy. PB wait, wait. Did you just say secondary sandwich? Uh yeah. What does that mean? So I have a, a like a deli meat sandwich, usually, like a ham and cheese. And then I'll have a PB and J for either later or you know at the same time. Wait, <laughs> you'll mix. You mix a deli meat sandwich and a PB and J at the same time. Sometimes. No, no, no. These are two separate sandwiches. No, no, no. I understand that, but you eat the sandwich and then you eat the sandwich after that right away. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> that doesn't fuck with your stomach or anything. No, no. I mean, I my my lunch is literally like my high school lunch. How do you? <laughs> no, I can't make fun of that because. If I was on a desert island, I could live off of salami sandwiches and pizza. So I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, I traditionally, I usually go either like ham and cheese or turkey and cheese. Um, and then I'll have a bag of chips and then a PB&J for either, you know, at the same time or later. And then like a protein bar. Um, grape or strawberry. Grape. So the PB&J sits in the three hole. Number two, I'm a cheesesteak fanatic. Really? Uh, yeah, love cheesesteaks. Um, cheesesteak, I think, for the most part, wherever you go, it's at least, you know, edible. Obviously, there's there's places that are better than others. 
Um, and it's all about the bread too and the and the ribeye, but huge cheesesteak fan. And then number one, I think is probably gonna be um, a traditional pick on most people's list, but just, and this is in no particular, you know, this isn't from a, a, a specific place, but just an Italian sub. Oh yeah. Italian sub, I'm a big Bari guy. I'm a big JP Graziano's. Um, give me an Italian sub from any well-respected place and I'm, I'm a pig and shit, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, the Italian sub takes the number one hole. Um, honorable mention, I would probably have to go club sandwich. A turkey club is probably my honorable mention. How about you? Actually, you know, that's a great, that's a good call. I always forget about the club. I mean, do you ever remember, do you remember, did you ever, when you're younger, go to Midway Diner? Probably not. It was a little north, it was north of 95th, so you never crossed there, so never mind. That's So we used to hit the, we used to hit the Huck Finn in Midway. Oh, and Pulaski. Yeah. 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 So they have one of the best clubs around. Yeah. No, yeah. My point. Yeah. You're exactly all those old time, uh, old diners around us in the neighborhood. The, the club was the way to go. The ham and cheese I always thought was good. Oh yeah. A little toasted bread. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe. I don't, or paninis. Paninis are always good too. Yeah. Maybe it's a little. Cup. Honorable mention, uh, was it corner bakery? Their meatball panini is top notch. Never had it, but corner bakery is very good. Yeah. It's also very expensive. I was just going to say that. Like, a little pricey. Yeah, that Panera, or, you know, you walk out of there with a soup and a sandwich for like 18 bucks. You're like, what? But um, that wraps it up, Rob. Yeah, so guys, don't forget West Side, North Side scores due this Friday, 9 o'clock. As well as the Scratch Series, Rob. The new hoodies that we got. Yep. You're in the market for event one. Scratch series June 13th. Uh open to all handicaps two eight or below. I know we have a bunch of guys, uh, especially especially on the West Side Tour, uh, South Side Tour, and even the North Side Tour. So remember, event one registration is open. Uh, we're still looking for guys. There's limited field, 52 man uh limited field, cash payout. So just a heads up for that or if you know anybody that's uh, always playing tournament golf direct them to the scratch series link on our website and have them then don't don't forget about the t-sheet too guys yeah the use that as well as slack we'll keep chugging along uh we're almost a quarter of the way through the season rob i know it's crazy crazy got I some good courses coming up though so i'm excited yeah. but uh until next time rob we'll uh we'll see you in the fairway see you in the fairway time see you buddy